And welcome to JL Podcast. This is season two of Honest Chat, and um, I want to welcome you if you're brand new. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for lending your ear. Thank you for um, giving us a go. Let me know how you stumbled upon us. Was it through friend recommendation? Also, leave us a review if you'd like, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. If you are returning, thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in. I'm sure you'll um, you'll know the rhythm of these episodes by now. But um, oh, you will be listening to a conversation with um, a friend of mine, Josh. Now we were youth pastors together for a little while, and we actually dive a little bit into what that was like in this episode. So it's um, it's really a part one. It's a part one to a two-part conversation, so we're going to be scheduling to have another one of those conversation, uh, another one of those conversations soon. I've titled this episode, um, at least these these conversations, "Cookies and Cream." Now that is actually what our nickname was when we were pastoring together, and so that was cool. It was a really great time. There are some things that. I came away from that experience being a better person. Um, there are so many things that I learned from Josh. And so I just wanted to, again, um, interestingly enough, we actually had the idea of doing a podcast together quite a long time ago. There are some conversations that we just had that were incredible and we thought, wow, we could actually um, just sort of compact this, put it together and actually release a podcast and um, it would go really well. Now, as you're aware, life, um, you know, as you can know, life takes its twists and turns and you know, we don't find ourselves serving in the same church or being in the same church, but we try to catch up as much as we can. We um, keep in touch and we are our relationship really hasn't changed a lot. Um, One of the things that I uh, say in the podcast is I feel like I've gained a friend for life and that's not going to change anytime soon because we are there for each other. And, um, you know, we keep making sure that we catch up. So I hope you really enjoy this conversation. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed catching back and actually reminiscing about the past and the things we did and things that happened some of the challenges that we faced so if you're a youth pastor and a youth leader um, i hope this helps you one of the key things i took away from my time of being with um, serving with josh was that being united being one being on the same page praying for one another with one another actually is a very 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 important Thing and it's actually going to help all leaders who are part of your leadership team to get on the same page, also to be united and to strengthen and to be strong together. Um, and as well, you you'll hear a little bit about the difficulties of all um, the challenges, I should say, of having a young team and trying to, as well, having no experience to go from a place of we don't know what we're doing to gaining a little bit of vision and then also having that vision as part of the house that you're part of which is um, one of the other challenges as well and so um, I really hope you enjoy it it's a, it's going to be um, really great and I'm looking forward to part two as well.
Uh, let's see about the microphone. Seems all right. I suppose. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. Turn up the gain. We know, we know. Yeah, that works. I can smell it. Now. Well, this is cookies and cream. I think you got any water. I should get some water. Hmm. Yeah. Some water. I'm up for water. Yeah, I'll get you some water. Ah, oh, you're a champion. Well, well. You're fed me brownies, so now I feel a little bit embarrassed. Um, my name is Josh, and I um, am one half of Cookies and Cream. Um, we were asked to take on the youth, um, pray about it, and... Uh, make a decision on it before a camp. Um, yeah, we hadn't actually worked together before in a, in a capacity and I think before we moved into it, we both thought that it was gonna be a lot smoother and a lot easier than what it actually was. But uh, I think for the most part, it was a very much a learning experience and a learning curve for both of us. Yeah, and I don't think that we really uh, understood what was coming and what was about to happen and the challenges that we were going to face and I think the challenges we thought we were going to face were very different to the ones we actually did face and the yeah. ones we thought were going to be the hardest ones were actually easier than Some the ones the easiest know, ones yeah you know so dealing with teenagers issues and problems and all that that, that was a walk in the park we could do that with our head standing we had great kids dealing dealing with with uh, church politics and um, political correctness and a direction you had that a we didn't that. necessarily agree with at the start. That was I think that was that that was I think that was the hardest part. Yeah. Political correctness. <laughs> Something that doesn't really go with <laughs> Political correctness and Josh. Yeah, that's right. Um, cookies and cream was birthed two thousand and fourteen January. At a camp that we did for youth. I can't believe it's been that long. I know. Um, and it was so inauspicious in the way in which it came about, obviously, because there had been talk of what was going to happen. And yeah. then suddenly, I think, on the same day, we were both asked to go away and pray about it. And yeah. then when we asked, well, when would you like a decision made? Well, camp's on, was it Monday <laughs> or something like that? Or Thursday or Wednesday yeah. or something? And... Oh, we need a decision by then. Okay, so we've got two days to make a decision mm -hmm. and pray about it. Mm. Um, and I think we both were praying about it up until actually arriving on the campgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we had a quick, quiet chat to each other. Both pretty much, I think the conversation went, do you feel to do it? Yep, yeah. do you feel to do it? Okay, cool. Let's go and, let's go and talk and let them know. And then that was it. We were, we were announced. And um, I don't think we, we fully grasped what we were about to step into. I don't think anybody ever fully grasped if we're going into youth ministry or just stepping into. Um, but we were really fortunate. I think we had, um, like, we were going into a youth ministry where we had a good team. We had, uh, we had good people. Like, all around, I think it wasn't, like, we didn't have some of the petty things that I've heard you know go around in different youth ministry that, that could happen I mean you might have seen a different different side of it but 
Um, I think what I can remember serving with you was that there was a lot of joy. There was so oh. much joy. Mm. Um, we made, we had so many God moments, but also we made so many memories. Um, we did, uh, for instance, when we were asked, I think we were about a month or so in, of, um, you know, how are we going? Who, who do we find the most difficult? And I think your answer was me, mm-hmm. the most challenging person you deal with. And I think I was one of your <laughs> two people or three people that you found challenging, which I, I found to be a very um, interesting one because I hadn't up to that point thought I was difficult, but it wasn't necessarily <laughs> that I was a difficult person. It was actually working with me and my ad hoc yes. um, fly by the city of pants, just wing it, it's okay, we'll get through this sort of um, mm. approach. And especially because you were in the office on Monday mm-hmm. and I was in there on Friday and the joke was was that you were in there on Monday to clean up the mess I'd created on Friday <laughs> and I was there on Friday to create... To create to well, think up of new <laughs> to, create, to create new ways to, to for you to have a reason to be there on Monday. So I think that was the joke going around between us was that you know your job was primarily to clean up anything that I'd said or any issues that I'd created, mm. and my job was to you know uh, yeah. And I that was that was a running joke, but I think that was although I don't like when I look back, I, I literally can't remember a single thing. When it comes to that saying, like, did Josh ever create a mess that I had to, to go and, you know, clean up? I actually don't remember. Oh, pinata. <laughs> what about a pinata? Remember? No. You told me not to get a pinata. I went out and bought one instead, anyway. And then we uh, uh, fired a couple of people. <laughs> we always had three people get their head taken off. <laughs> because we decided to have the, the, oh the ring of death there in it. Gosh. Oh, I remember that as a fun note. Mm. But um, earlier on, I think you were looking for a reason to get a pinata. So you asked me, knowing I'd say no. And because it was already a joke that you don't do. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you ask something and then when you get a no, that's where you go get it. Then I was was like, um, I just remembered going... Why did we get a piñata? <laughs> oh, I remember, well, I remember the way the conversation went was you walked out because we would always sit in the office, the two of us, and have a bit of time. We'd prepare stuff and we'd chat. You'd have a nap. Yes. And um, you walked out. I remember you walked out and about literally 20 seconds later, you walked back in and you were like, why is there a piñata there? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? There's a, a piñata hanging up. Trying to and I was like, well, while you're napping, I decided to get a couple of people and we put the pinata up because I said it's first of all. What you were napping? And you just woken up, and so you, if anyone, you those know, were not the best times. No, and you know when you when you just woken up and stuff like that. But I think also what what made us different was that you had you had your your way that you thought Friday night should go. I had my way of how Friday night, and I don't think we ever had a conversation on how we thought it was. It was almost like I did part B and you did part A. So you would take care of the worship and the announcement that needed to be said mm-hmm. and I would take care of the games and the yeah. preaching and anything else beyond yeah. that. Yeah. And so we had this very discombobulated, disjointed night, but the kids loved it because it appealed to everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah, it did. Um, and I think 
without realizing it, the two of us coming together and going, okay, I'm going to write this part and you're going to write this part of the story and we're yeah. going to bring the story together and it just worked. It did. And nobody expected it to work. No, I don't think. I don't think we expected it to work. <laughs> but, but, but I look back on those times as, as really fond memories, I think, mm. for two reasons. Number one, personal growth yeah. um, in learning how to manage it because there was it wasn't like I was in charge or you were in charge we, we were both in charge yeah, and if something happened it generally was my fault but it would it would it would it would land on both of us yes it you would, know yeah. and we would have the conversations of okay here's here's our monthly report what do you think mm. it is and I think the, the the part that bonded us the most was I think when we sat down and had a meeting um, uh, and we were talking and the the, the question came up of you know, how are we going to make youth better? And I think the both of us were throwing it out there. And the mm. two of us, what we wanted to see, we wanted to see young people come to know Christ. Yeah. And we wanted young people to grow in the word and grow in that sort of stuff. We weren't concerned about numbers. Mm. That's mm. one thing that we agreed on from the start was yeah. spiritual growth and personal growth was Mates. better than numerical growth. Mm. But it, it seemed like we were at times in an uphill battle with mm. that in terms of it's, why not both? Um, but we never wanted numerical growth to uh, detract away from young people actually coming to know Christ yeah. and coming to interact relationship where they could actually understand who God was and um, how amazing he was, especially because we were so connected to all for one mm. and everything. And I think that was another battle that we, that we um, faced as well. Mm. I know I'm painting a gloomy picture. It wasn't gloomy at all. It was just highlighting you know there was a couple of battles that we didn't think we were going to have to face that we did Absolutely. even things like okay well we, we need to get to the schools so right. like, well how about we focus on all for one they're right there mm. on a friday we, we have that ability you're already in there um there's a whole range of different things that are going on let's actually do this mm. and let's focus on 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 that and i think both of us were very gung-ho about being a part of that and helping out with that going on the camps, going on anything else that we possibly could. Mm. And in the end, we found that that was yeah. uh, something that wasn't, not agreed upon, but it, it was a different direction than what we thought it was going to go. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about, you know, if any other new or <coughs> up and coming um, kids are thinking about youth pastoring or not just kids but even anybody else but it's one of the things that's really important is to get like to make sure that you and your and the leadership that you're serving are actually on the same page because um, mm. and I mean I, I don't really so much mind that we had that contention no, I think um, it's, good it's, it, it's good because it shows that hey we're actually the way we're thinking and the way we're thinking about youth ministry, etc., is actually completely different from um, from our leadership and how they're thinking about where this specific ministry and church um, should actually be operating in terms of reaching out and, and all that kind of stuff. And and that's really important because um, it's not a it's not so much about agreeing as it is about having a conversation, yeah. right? Like. Um, you know, I remember those conversations. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm passionate about Alter One, mm. which is which is right here. We, you know, this is where Literally we want to focus. 
um, want to focus the youth ministry, we want to focus the, the outreaching. Um, and another side of it, I think now looking back for me, is that um, it was actually, how old was I? Barely 24, 23. Um, and I was thinking, well, I don't, I don't think I know how to create connections with, with the school's ministry, with the school, so that we can actually, and, and then say, you know, what is it that you need so that we can offer it and we can try and look at how we can, uh, we can do that. Because um, I'd been part of school ministry or school outreaches, so breakfast clubs, I've done those um, with, with our previous uh, youth pastor, Luke. Um, you know, we went into Virawin for a long time. And then <clears throat> after that, we did Balga. We, did, we had a lunchtime program going there. So I'd been part of that, but those had been initiated by other people. Yeah, I um, think resources was our big problem. We didn't have... We, we had a we, very we had a young team. We did. We had a very, very young team. Very in fact, young. they were... They were, they they were, were fresh. In, in any other team dynamic, they would either be helpers... Mm. or junior leaders right. they became our senior leaders mm. you know we had um, an average age I think of, I think one day we worked out of 19 yes. for our you know I'd have said 18 and, actually oh, but I think couple, one of them a couple older, older ones, would have brought up the average yeah because I think we That's sat down and worked out one out. Yeah. <laughs> we, had a couple, we had a couple of um, that was our bell curve yeah yeah uh, we had a couple of uh, you know older uh, older, older sort of leaders and stuff that helped out and I think we worked out minusing us out of the equation mm. that the average age was 19 yeah 19 is a very young very young especially when you're dealing with 15, 16, 17 year olds yeah. and on an occasion 18 year olds yeah and again that was something that we faced that was an interesting one as well was that we had to change um, a range of things because it used to be um, 7 to 12 so seven year 7 to year 12 mm. but what was happening was a lot of year 12 was turning 18 yeah. and we were like well suddenly we become a bit of an awkward position because mm. suddenly we've got 18 year olds and they're not leaders and they're helping out working with children there was a whole range of different, it's like okay well do we get those 18 year olds to come and help out and do that but then with those 18 year olds what about if they're actually not fit to be helping yeah, out what about yeah, if yeah, they yeah, actually yeah. need you know and i think that's where obviously the birthing of the young adults ministry came from mm -hmm. and i think that's where we got to that point was we started to have those yeah. 16 17 18 year olds and especially in the church we had 18 to 21 year olds mm -hmm. that huge dynamic and we were like we need something yeah. and i think that's when we started to talk to the leadership about okay, there needs to be young adults ministry yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere for these people to go. Yeah. And that's obviously where we started that conversation. We started going and everything yeah. like that. And obviously we wanted to help out and be a part of that. And the plan was to do something similar. We also wanted to start um, uh, an afternoon kids program, which came before youth ministry. Mm, you know, we talked about yeah, changing the times. Yeah, we talked about yeah. a few different things and stuff like that. And the, the emphasis was that these junior leaders in... Um, that would help out with the kids ministry beforehand, come and be a part of youth and help out, and then they could come and just young enjoy space. young adults. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, how do we alternate this? How do we how do we have facilitate a young adults ministry mm. with uh, an uh, an outreach kids program as well as a youth ministry? Um, back in the day, we did all three on one night, but it just wasn't feasible because Not we didn't for have the, time the capacity. We were there. No. no, we didn't have the capacity then. Yeah. Um, and I think they, and that's what I was saying earlier, these, these are the challenges that we didn't think we were going to have to face. Mm. 
mm. we thought, okay, how do we how do we deal with a, a teenager that's dealing with um, a breakup? Mm. You know, how do yeah. we deal with a teenager yeah. that's dealing with yeah. parents splitting up? Yeah. How do we deal with you know like that was the easy part mm. because both of us came from an educational background. We both were equipped within our jobs to deal with these yeah. things every day, so we were dealing with them, and we found that we actually found that to be the easy part. Yeah. What was the hardest part was the um, political bog downs in within our leadership with oh I'm not really sure I like this person or why is this person a leader or why is this person helping us mm. like well hold on like why is this become an issue you know for six months you've been feeling this why don't you come and talk to us and we okay well how do we dynamic that but then we also had moments where people would come and talk to me and they wouldn't talk to you or they'd talk to you and they wouldn't talk to you because of the relationship they had and we assumed that the other person was being talked to as well yeah. and so suddenly you'd say oh such and such is feeling this and they said oh you know you said this or you come across this way and it's like oh this is the first time first time we've heard it yeah. and i think for us we sat down a couple of times and i think we went okay what we need to do is we need to um figure out a way that we can communicate with each other without betraying the trust of somebody else yeah. and i think that again that was another dynamic and another growth thing that we worked through yeah. um that was that was hard at times because suddenly I've got to sit down and go, hey, there's somebody within our leadership that thinks that you do this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah. Well, who is it? Well, we've, we've, <laughs> already, really agreed, we've already agreed that I do that. And then same with you. There's there's somebody uh, within the leadership. Um, in fact, most of the leadership yeah. um, think you're a little bit controversial <laughs> and that you say things. That, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you know, there's there's the, yeah. and these are the dynamics that we that we that we mm. dealt with. But it grew yeah. us. To a yeah. point, you know. Yeah. yeah, I loved. Um, you know, I loved that. I think probably one of the things that I I still actually hear it today um, from one of our leaders who's still serving, um, Tamika. She says, "Man, that leadership group was tight. Mm. We had unity going, and I think, <clears throat> you know, if anything, we knew we were for each other." Like we, I don't know, because it, it was rough. It was rough, and, no, yeah. and it's one of those things where it's like, um, for me to look back and then to go, I actually don't remember a lot of the rough times. I really no. just remember the joy um, of hanging out, the the joy of serving together. But I do, I do, I do think that we were both really naive <laughs> and going yeah. into it. And I think what had happened was we'd been a part of uh, youth ministries for, separately. For a while So you'd, well, been, you'd been in that same one for years and seen how it run under different leaders. Mm. I've been involved in it as well, but I was also being involved in other youth ministries, yeah. seeing how they'd run things, etc. Yeah. And I think at the start, when most of our junior leaders were either at university or they weren't working full-time or whatever, mm. We could sit there and we could go, right, we're going to do a method run and we're going to stay there till 11, 12 o'clock. Yes. And we're going to chat, we're going to debrief and we're going to go around and we're going to pray and we're going to do that. Suddenly, our debriefs were getting shorter and our leave times were getting earlier and we were no longer having that. And I think at the start, we had such a relationship because that's all we had for seven, eight hours on a Friday night, you know, from 4th. 35 o'clock in the yeah. evening all the way to 10, 11, 12, whatever it may have been. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. That was us. And, you know, I'd been there since 6 o'clock for prayer in the morning. And um, so, like, Fridays were just my day. And then the next day were courses, you know. And, and I think 
there was this joy and we were, we were riding this wave of adrenaline because it was something new it was something fresh there was there was a uh, you know not to take away from youth alive names now by saying groundswell there was something there was yeah. a bit of a groundbreaking um feeling that okay this is different to what it's been like previously yeah. mm-hmm. um we really emphasized before ministry, so we would we would start at seven, but we wouldn't actually officially start until seven thirty mm. because between seven and seven thirty, that's when we decided to do our games. Yeah. So we'd yeah. get there, everyone early. We'd have drinks, we'd have snacks, all that sort of stuff. Then at seven thirty, we'd go in for worship, and we would actually have our service go for an you know an hour worship, praise, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Have some announcements, and then we'd actually have a good portion of preaching or yeah. testimony or yeah. teaching yeah. or whatever it may be. Yeah. And then we'd have ministry time, mm-hmm. all to be done and wrapped up by quarter to ten to nine, knowing that uh, parents were coming mm. to pick up the kids at, yeah. at nine, and that worked for us. It did because you got that relationship, that dynamic, that mm-hmm. run around, that everything like that. And what we did was close by closing the doors and having the car park and having the front room and area like that. Mm-hmm. We were able to do that, yeah. and then what it meant was when we had time at the end, we could then play some more games yeah. in the big auditorium and. Um, it just yeah. created that separation of going. When we go in here, this mm. is this is where we come and we praise God and we preach yeah. and we teach yeah. and it becomes that that realm. So that when they came along to church, they got used they got to that. Used to that. And that's why we said um, early on, which was another uh, thing that I think we changed up very quickly, was originally it was always done in the cafe, mm. and we changed it up and said we want to go in the auditorium. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they said yeah, you've yeah. got like ten, twelve. Kids, who cares? Yeah. If we can't get them used to being in there, when they come on a Sunday, then they'll they, just be wanting to know, stay in the cafe. Exactly, and so we changed that. And so when they did come, mm. there was that feeling of, hang on a sec, this this feels familiar. There was that familiarity, and I yeah. think that was something that we that we changed as well. And yeah. I think if you know, talking to the leaders, you know, they agreed that that was a good decision because what it did was saying, okay, here's all the games and the fun and the food. And that sort of stuff is going to be. This is where you come to hang out. It's where your parents drop you off and pick you up. But in here, this is where the magic happens. This is where the, this is where the action is. This is where we uh, teach you guys. And I think we even did things that were very different to what youth ministries do. You know, you did a teaching on worship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we had guest speakers come in yeah. to talk about different things. You know, about missions to talk about mm. different things that are coming in. We were able to get First guest speakers. Date. We did first aid with our young yeah. people. That is awesome. I we did that. Yeah, that we, was fantastic. There was there was so much mm. that we did that was completely different mm. to anything else that I think any other youth ministry was doing at the time or, or since. Mm. Um, yeah. So the, I yeah. So that that's something that I think. Yeah. Was was really cool for us. Really good. But go, but that's why I was saying to you. Um, that's why I was tacking onto your naivety. And mm-hmm. we were we were naive mm. because I think we thought that we could sustain what we had mm. by keep by 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 doing it. We we were riding on that wave. Yeah. And we allowed that, and then suddenly one or two leave the leadership group, mm. and we're like, oh, okay, and we never. We never really learned how to not replace. We uh, we constantly tried to replace. Oh, let's bring this person in. Let's try this. Or let's try that. Yeah. Rather than adapting and training somebody else up, it's almost like we tried to. Okay, well, a square peg's gone. Let's try and get a circular peg, and we'll shave it off a little bit to still fit in. Yeah. The, you know, we. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think that's where our naivety came in. Yeah. Um, but it's not, I, I don't think it was due to any lack of bad heart. I think that we were, we were quite young. We'd never done this before. Mm. And it was just one of those things like, you know what? <laughs> We've never done this before, but we'll try anything. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think maybe our point of reaching out for I don't want to say help, but I think we we sort of thought we can we can do this. Mm. We can we can get through this. You know, if there's a problem, we can fix it. Yeah, you know, and that was our that was, that our, was mentality. our mentality, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I loved that. Mm, I loved it was, that. but I think we sometimes went down a couple of rabbit holes <laughs> that. We didn't need to. <laughs> no. And we sort of stressed over things yeah. and stuff like that. And I remember there was a... Um, uh, I remember we were talking about relationships. Mm. And we were, doing, we were going to do a relationship night. We were going to put the boys and the girls up. Mm. And I remember we sat down and we said, right, let's let's formulate some, some questions and let's talk yeah. to how we're going to do this. Yeah. And obviously the, the uh, category of um, gender and yeah. the category of... Um, Sexuality and yeah. those sort of things came up, and the you know LGBT, ACT, NSW, you know all those sort of things came up, and we New South Wales, yeah, <laughs> and we we sort of came up to this thing, and we said, well, hang on a sec, you know, we we obviously presented this to um, our senior leadership, and we mm. said, well, this is what we're thinking, and they said to us, well, why do you need to cover that? Like, mm. unless it unless it actually is an issue, is an issue right? you don't need to actually broach it, right. prepare for it. But don't bring it up unless it is actually part of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. And I think we were quite adamant because of the backgrounds that we were working in at the time mm. to actually bring it up. Mm. And we were like, because we, we were both working with at-risk youth. Mm. But I think our naivety came yeah. in the sense of we weren't dealing with at-risk youth in that we, setting. In that we setting. were dealing, for the most part, with church kids. Yeah. We were dealing with a, a 95% ratio of yeah. kids that had grown up in churches yeah. and believed in marriage the way it should be, believed yes. in the fact that, you know, of the way genders are, believe, that they, they had that belief already. Mm. What they were looking for was that biblical foundation. I think our naivety was we were trying to bring the outside the of what we were doing inside when realistically what we're supposed to be doing is fleshing out the inside so that they can influence the outside. And I think that's where our naivety came in was mm. we mm. we thought we, not not that we were experts, I think we thought that we knew a better direction to go than what was actually required. Yeah. Um, and I think even coming out of that meeting, I think we both still went, oh, we still about it. You <laughs> we know, know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and stuff like that. I think we still uh, broached it and something like that. But yeah. I think... At the time, we, yeah, I think we, we, we still, we, we felt mm. like we were right at times that we, we weren't. Mm. And I think, like you said, it was never out of a place yeah. of bad heart. It's just, it was just, we were coming from yeah. a mentality of that subject is broached and talked about. Mm. Mm. When you talk about relationships, when you talk That's about right. sex, when That's you talk right. about that sort of stuff. That's right. Within churches, for the most part, unless it actually needs to be addressed, it doesn't mm. need to be. And yeah. I think we address things that didn't need to be addressed, even in, in things that we were preaching about and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And that's one of those things I think um, was a huge learning curve for us, even when it comes to, you know, dealing with young people, um, because it's about 
like it's about where they're at and just being able to remove two completely different situations. Yep. I mean, um, it's a classic case of treating one person, uh, a whole group, according to how one person is or two people are. Um, you know, and that was one of those, one of those real, real learning curves. Um, you know, for, for even me to just sort of go, oh, not all teenagers are actually dealing with the same, mm. the same things. They're all completely in a completely different um, space and time. But um, yeah, that was good. And I think, I suppose then our naivete kind of, you know, saved us a little bit because we were just believing for the best and 